What are you so afraid of, really? And are you willing to risk the life you want by succumbing to fear? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always learn more about me and how to work with me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today I want to have a conversation with you that started out as, um, I guess what you would call it is podcaster's block. If I were writing articles, I would have called it writer's block. Um, but I was, I was at a block with content for the show. I have a couple of listener letters that I could read, but they're, you know, if I'm going to be honest, they're questions that I've already answered. So I wrote back to the people writing in and said, hey, you can listen to this episode or you can find your episode here. And I started to reflect on what is it that I really want to say and how do I want to fill up empty space, so to speak, so that it can be valuable and it can be something that's worth taking away and worth having a listen to when I don't have something otherwise planned. I started to think about how my job and the clients that I see have so much in common, even though their businesses are so wildly different one from the other and where they are in their business and in their business ownership sort of trajectory. Very, you know, I have some who have been at this for five to six years and doing really, really well. Um, And I have others who are in their first year or two of business. But one of the things that often becomes the thread of every single conversation I have, regardless if we're talking about business mindset strategy or something more heart-centered that's getting in the way of running the business the way they would want to, we're talking and bumping into this issue of fear. And I think sometimes, you know, we can all take it for granted, right? As a mindset coach, like that's probably what I'm going to do 90% of the time is help people bust through fear. And one of the things that I have been thinking about is what are we so afraid of? And why as business owners are we giving so much energy and airspace and oxygen to fear and the things we worry about and the things we think about and how we wait until we're not afraid anymore as a sign of being ready to do the thing rather than recognizing that we have to do the thing even though we're afraid because it is a normal reaction when you go outside of your comfort zone when you start to redefine who you are and how you move through the world and you start to play at a bigger scale, it is normal to get butterflies. It is normal to wonder about what's going to happen next or what people were going to think or what they're going to say or how they're going to respond or what the expectations of you are going to be. All of those are really normal thoughts and feelings to have in a series of events where you're going outside your comfort zone. What I don't know is normal and what is making less and less sense to me, the more I sit and think about the conversations I have with people in this, is why is that prohibiting you from movement? Why haven't you acted? What about fear is keeping you so frozen and stuck when in actuality, like fear is a part of the equation? I watched the movie over um, this recent weekend, Midway. It's a war movie. And I was looking at the 18-year-old boys, basically, who were, you know, directed to get off jumping ships, uh, uh, (laughs) who were to get off jumping ships, who were 
ordered to jump off like burning ships, who had to place bombs, who had to get in airplanes and, you know, drop crazy grenades and bombs and all kinds of things. And I was like thinking to myself, like, wow, now that's something to be afraid of. That is putting your life on the line for your country. And you might blow up into smithereens in the middle of the air. Yes, that is a reason to be afraid. That is a reason to be like, do I want to get in this airplane? And when I compare it to some of the things people worry about, whether I'm talking to them about having a hard conversation with a client like I did the other day when I said to you, you know, how do you say hard things to clients? Whether or not I'm saying, how do you have a vulnerable conversation with someone that you really care about and you're worried that it's going to create conflict or you're worried about putting over, you know, putting out a new offer to people and nobody buying. Like, what are we doing? How did we become this community of people where we think so small? Where having the hard conversation is like the worst possible thing that could happen to us. When there's people who back in the day got in airplanes and still in current day get in airplanes and they might blow up. What are we freaking out about? And what are we giving energy to when so much of what we give energy and oxygen to essentially comes down to first world problems. You know, I I was realizing the reason why I was having podcasters block, for lack of a better word, is I, I was running out of patience with being nurturing to things that are rather absurd. That like, you're worried about what someone will say, Okay, be worried about what they'll say, but say it because it doesn't become any less true about what you're thinking or feeling or need to communicate without you uttering a sound. Like it's still true. It doesn't become fact when you say it out loud. You're living in your truth and you're living in your facts, regardless if you have the heart conversation, regardless if you piss people off, if you put yourself out there and nobody likes you, or you put yourself out there and people try to take you down a peg or two. Like, I just, I want you to think about where your life and business is right now. We are looking at the end of 2019 and we're staring down the barrel of the end of a decade. And where were you at the beginning of the past 10 years? And where are you ending up? And what happens when you look at how gosh darn far you've come? When you look at the things you've tried, the things you've overcome, the bad days you've gone through, because hey, guess what? You've gotten through 100% of your bad days. What makes you think that whatever's in front of you is suddenly the thing you can't do? I understand that it is scary to be vulnerable. I understand that it's scary to face rejection. And I understand that it can be really intimidating to fail publicly. But how scary and how awful and how tragic really is it going to be if your worst case scenario doesn't like actually happens? Like, what are we so afraid of? And are we so sure that it, like, the energy and the oxygen that we give our fears is worth it? 
and that like level of value that it deserves that level of oxygen and time and attention from us, I can't help but think if you look at why you might be looking at the end of this year or the end of this decade with some regret, I can't help but wonder what would have happened if you stopped being so gosh darn afraid and just did something and took a step forward and then took a second step forward. That the cost of failure, are you willing to pay it? Because most failures are lessons. Most screw-ups are lessons. I have radically failed in my life. I have crushed people with words. I have lost money. I have hurt people. Like I have really got myself tied up in knots. I've gotten over emotional and I'm still on the mic talking. Like I've still kind of overcome it. And all of those things are not as bad as losing my mom when I was six years old. Not as bad as my husband who I was dating at the time getting hit by a bus and becoming a paraplegic. Or, you know, the time that I sort of like lost my patience with a PTSD client and probably re-triggered her and risked re-traumatizing her with my impatience. Like, like what is it in front of me that seems so bad in comparison to what I've already survived and what is already behind me? And do you really think so little of yourself that you don't think you're capable of picking yourself back up if the boy doesn't like you back, if the relationship doesn't work out, if you get, you know, people grumpy by saying no, if you set a boundary and piss somebody off? Like, are you thinking so limited in your worldview of who you are and what you're capable of that you don't think you can handle it if it doesn't quite work out? Because I can promise you there is a difference between not wanting to live with failure and not physically being able to deal with it. And more people are giving energy and oxygen to what they don't want to have happen, but they're perfectly capable of managing it if it does come in front of them. I want you to challenge yourself in how you are thinking about the role that fear, hesitancy, and avoidance play in your life. How in the past year have you been playing small? Where have you failed to show up for yourself? And if you hadn't been afraid, and if you hadn't hesitated, what would you have done differently? You know, one of the things that often comes to mind, and I I feel so bad for this client, and I'm equally glad that she probably doesn't even know at this point that I have a podcast, so she won't hear me tell this story. Um, But I think about this woman who I worked with when I was in my brick and mortar private therapy office, and she got her heart broken, you know, by a guy. And she just like got gutted by a guy. And she got clear of said guy. She healed her broken heart from said guy. And then like most guys, he came crawling back with an apology, a pile of well intentions. And she comes to me and says, like, I just don't know what to do. Like, you know, he's really owned his 
his stuff. He's really, you know, really come at me with some insight and he really seems to be well-intentioned on fixing it and earning my trust again. And he's not making any huge promises, you know, but I, I'm just not so sure about this. And I, you know, and, and I said, like, if you, if you're willing to get your heart broken again, and you think he's worth and the potential the two of you have is worth getting your heart broken, then you go forward. Because yeah, you might make a mess because we've spent a lot of time cleaning this guy up. Like we have spent a lot of time processing this, figuring out how you got here, figuring out how you're never going to get here with a guy again. And now he's come knocking and he's doing all the things and saying all the things he didn't do back then. If you were willing to clean up the mess, then go ahead and make one. Because that's, you already know you're capable of picking yourself up and cleaning yourself up off and dusting yourself up. You already know that. And I think, like, what would change for you, listener, as you're listening to me, if you just asked yourself, if this doesn't work out, am I willing to clean up the mess? What if we change the questions to, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And we just change it to, am I willing to pick up a mess if it doesn't work out? And if the answer is yes, you go forward. And if the answer is no, then you don't. And that, like, we don't give energy to our fears. And we don't give oxygen to the things that could go wrong. But instead, we can start to tune into our capability of the times we've solved problems, of the times we figured it out, the times we've had our broken hearts and we've been tattered and beaten down by life and just sucker punched. And we have gotten up and we have figured it out again. I would really like you to do a self-inventory of that. Because so often when we're ticking off the boxes, we're ticking off all the things that could go wrong, all of the things that could break, all of the ways we might fail, all of the ways it might not work out. And instead of really setting ourselves up for success with wondering and planning for what happens if it goes right. Because we are going to set an intention that if it doesn't, we're going to clean it up. If it doesn't work out, we're going to call a do-over. And if we don't know what the F we're doing, we're just going to be transparent about it and say so. And we're just going to speak the truth. And we're going to admit to our failings and we're going to admit to our limitations and we're going to ask for help and we're going to accept help. But at the end of the freaking day, we're figuring it out and we're owning our story and we're owning our lives and we're taking ownership over where we want to be in our life and how we want our work work lives to be and what we want our professions to look like without sort of bowing to this pressure that comes with entrepreneurship around busting through fear and busting walls. Because honestly, my friends, I think entrepreneurship gives entirely too much energy to fear. Think about the war movie I saw. How much time do you think the generals and the teachers of these young soldiers and these, you know, impressionable kids spent on like, I know it's going to be really scary. I know that you might feel like you're losing oxygen. I know you're going to be dodging bullets. Like you don't spend all that time going all this is, but hey, just a reminder, this is a part of the job. Nobody teaches 
like that. I have no freaking idea why entrepreneurs teach like that. I have no sense why suddenly we blow up ourselves and puff ourselves up that we're these badasses that manage fear and we feel the fear and we do it anyway and we work hard now so we can play later, etc., etc. When at the end of the day, like the greatest leaders in our country, a lot of them come from our military and they don't spend their time leading their soldiers by beating them down with all the things that could go wrong and then saying, hey, but you still got to come to work. You still got to get up, rise and shine. It's like, no, you're trained for this. This is what you have been put on the like on this task for. We've worked you. We've taught you. We've coached you. You're capable. You have a team. You have a leader. You have people. And we and they reinforce the young impressionable soldiers, even though like we all know that there's no way they're not just terrified to their toes that they're going to die the next day or that day or the next hour or that they kiss their kids for the last time or said goodbye to their mom for the last time or hug their wife for the last time. Like we know that. And why, you know, we put life and death and we tell people, like, you can't stop. You just got to get in the plane. You, you got to do it. But suddenly entrepreneurs are allowed to stop and think and give energy and oxygen to the things that they're afraid of. So it become so much bigger and so much more powerful and so much influential in their lives. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And I think sometimes when I hesitate on saying what I think and um, meaning what I say, it's because I know that a part of my job is to be present and to be soft and to hold space for all of you who are listening, who really are genuinely scared and who don't know how to manage it. But it is my fear right down to my toes that too much nurturance and too much acceptance and too much patience keeps you stuck in the same spot, keeps you in this place of just spinning in little mini microcircles and not ever expanding and not growing bigger and not getting a new perspective on things. So I I don't like doing these ranty like episodes because I think sometimes it alienates my office. Uh, it alienates my office. I'm sorry. It alienates my audience. I think sometimes people think that I simplify it too much and I make it sound too easy. So people listening end up feeling belittled and made to feel small. And I think I hesitate sometimes on using messaging like this as a result. But it's kind of what I said to you before that not saying it doesn't make it any less true. It doesn't mean I don't think about it all the time when I'm talking to people or reading these letters about the things people are afraid of. And I'm like, really? That's going to be the thought that holds you back? You can't quite figure that out? Rather than what are you going to do to manage the fear? How are you going to make a plan for what might go wrong so you feel equipped and capable? But how are you going to take that first step anyway? Because nobody gets less afraid by talking about it. I'm simply not that good. I can't give you this ranty podcast episode and suddenly you're going to be like, yes, I can go and do it. No, you have to like recognize that you are going to do it even though you're afraid. Even though your belly is kind of uncomfortable and you're sweating and not everybody's going to understand and you might be criticized. 
because your body needs a new association with risk-taking. Right now, it's being cued to take risks with hesitancy, with being frozen, with fluttery butterfly feelings. But once you do it enough and you show up enough times and you get consistent for yourself, then you start to have a new association with, with risk and with showing up for yourself. So... I don't want to go on too long. I've probably already gone on long enough and have made my point. But as you listen to me, I want you to do that inventory I've been challenging you to do. I want you to come up with the plan. And then once you've listened to me and you really feel like you've heard me, send me a genuine letter and tell me what do you need to hear or where is your stuck spot that you need to get on the other side of it. Because if you listen to me and you hear it and you're agreeing with me, but you still have a yes, but I would really like to help you get on the other side of it. And I would like to help you with a new perspective and manage your fears. So if you could, and you have such a question and you have such a letter, send it my way, Heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thanks for hearing me out today. I know the ranty truth bomb mic drop moments are kind of annoying for a lot of people and they become redundant. And I know I repeat myself and talk in circles, but that was the only thing I wanted to say to you today. And if I didn't say that, I was going to have an empty episode in the podcast feed. So thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for your time today. And I really, I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.